Welcome to this ICMA podcast on aspects of our work in the international capital markets, as featured in the latest ICMA quarterly report. Hello, my name is Charlotte Bellamy, and I will be talking today about synthetic LIBOR, drawing upon a slightly broader article on what are known as tough legacy bonds from the ICMA quarterly report for the first quarter of 2022. This podcast is being recorded shortly after a significant milestone in the long-running transition away from LIBOR, namely the end of 2021. From that date, the most commonly used sterling and yen LIBOR settings, namely the one, three, and six-month settings, were transitioned to a new synthetic methodology that we'll talk about briefly. Restrictions were placed upon certain entities using five US dollar LIBOR settings in certain new contracts or arrangements. And the remaining 24 LIBOR settings, including all Euro and Swiss franc LIBOR settings, ceased to be published. In this podcast, I will mention briefly some of the key issues for the bond market in relation to the introduction of synthetic LIBOR. So what is it? Well, synthetic LIBOR is intended to provide a temporary bridging solution for contracts that were unable to transition away from one of the one, three, and six-month sterling and yen settings before the end of 2021. It's intended to be used only in those legacy contracts and not in new contracts. It's based upon the relevant risk-free rate, so term sonia for sterling or TORF for yen, plus the respective ISDA fixed spread adjustment that's published for the purposes of ISDA's IBOR fallbacks. Synthetic LIBOR appears in the same places and is published at the same time that panel bank LIBOR was previously published, which is important from a practical and legal perspective for people using it in legacy contracts. Before it was introduced, there were several significant questions for the bond market. First were questions surrounding contract continuity. Second, the interaction of synthetic LIBOR with fallbacks for typical floating rate notes. And third, restrictions upon the use of synthetic LIBOR. ICMA engaged with the UK authorities on behalf of its members throughout 2021 on these issues. As outlined in the ICMA quarterly report, some clarity was provided on each one before the end of last year. To provide a very brief flavour now, in relation to the first two issues of contract continuity and fallbacks, an important point to note is that the Critical Benchmarks Act was passed in the UK in December with the intention of providing certainty that contractual references to LIBOR should continue to be treated as references to that benchmark where the FCA directed a change in how LIBOR is calculated. The Act also specifies how synthetic LIBOR interacts with fallback provisions. Very broadly speaking, it's anticipated that bond fallbacks with triggers based upon non-representativeness of LIBOR, sometimes referred to as pre-cessation triggers, are likely to have been triggered, whereas fallbacks without those non-representativeness provisions will not have been triggered. In all cases, the precise terms and conditions of the bond need to be checked and legal advice sought where relevant. On the third issue of the permitted use of synthetic LIBOR, ICMA was pleased to see a broad permission to use synthetic LIBOR granted by the FCA in November. 
This was considered to be very important for the bond market for practical and legal reasons. So looking ahead, we know that synthetic yen LIBOR will only be available for the remainder of 2022. For sterling LIBOR, it's not yet clear when the synthetic version will cease to be published, and its continued publication is subject to annual review by the FCA. The FCA has been clear that users of LIBOR should continue to focus on active transition rather than relying on synthetic LIBOR and that they may consider progressively restricting continued permission to use synthetic LIBOR in legacy contracts if this would help to maintain progress towards an orderly cessation. There have also been indications that some settings, for example, the one and six month settings, could be discontinued before others, such as the three month setting. ICMA outlined the implications for the bond market of the withdrawal of synthetic sterling LIBOR in a response to an FCA consultation in 2021. We consider it to be important that the FCA gives market participants sufficient notice before one or more synthetic sterling LIBOR settings ceases to be published. In any event, it is clear that synthetic LIBOR is not a permanent solution for tough legacy sterling and yen LIBOR bonds. Market participants will therefore need to continue to prioritise active transition away from legacy LIBOR where that's feasible. By way of concluding remarks, it's worth noting that the approach taken to the operation of bond fallbacks that have been triggered due to cessation of publication or loss of representativeness of the relevant LIBOR setting at the end of 2021 could provide useful background and practical lessons for the time that the remaining US dollar LIBOR settings cease to be published or lose representativeness in the future. However, bond fallback provisions vary in their general approach and precise drafting, and a careful legal analysis on a case-by-case -case basis will always be needed. Whilst we have reached and passed an important milestone, there is still more to come in the LIBOR transition story. ICMA will continue to engage with members and the official sector as appropriate on the issue of tough legacy LIBOR bonds across the remaining LIBOR settings. Please do not hesitate to contact us if you have any queries. Thank you for listening. To read more on Capital Markets news and developments, please access the ICMA quarterly report on our website. Thank you for listening.